Welcome back to another episode of Rethink Real Estate, folks. Today, it's back with Chris and I talking about some marketing things. And today, it's about staying in front of your client database. I've got an exciting episode coming up as well in the near future that's another add-on to this where we actually take apart an agent's business. We do the three of us on the call, basically looking at how that we can stay in touch with everybody that's in our database on a more passive perspective. That is kind of what we go into today with Chris. And we talk more about some of the philosophical things to ensure that you are in, you are reminding your clients about who you are and what you do on a consistent basis out there from a passive perspective, how it all works. I think that this is where Chris really adds value to realtors is getting you to think about the new ways of marketing that are out there. Because realistically, with so much other information that you you're in competition with on a daily basis, you need to be pinpoint in what you are doing and what your plan looks like. Hope it's helpful. Hopefully you enjoy. Welcome to Rethink Real Estate. My name is Ben Brady, and this is a real estate podcast aimed to deliver sales strategies, marketing tips, and business insights from industry experts and myself to build a listing-focused business for the future. Let's get into it. We're back with the uh, Gandalf of marketing. <laughs> I hate these nicknames. I, I want no, this to go on the record. I don't like the nicknames. This, is workplace, this is workplace harassment right here. 100%. 100%. <laughs> uh, the messiah of marketing. The magician of... I can't. I got nothing right now. You got to start like studying like Bruce Buffer or something, and and work on your intros. Like, like I think that's the that's the one. Maybe you, have you ever watched the show Hot Ones? That guy does really good intros. Hot Ones. That. What is that? It's a YouTube channel where the guy. Uh, <laughs> that is how you need uh, to you need to you need to clarify that real quick. <laughs> hot Ones is it's a YouTube channel where they have celebrities on to eat really hot wings while they answer really tough questions. It's yeah, but is good. it is it is it hot wings or is it hot sauce? Well, it's hot sauce on the hot wings. So, uh, okay. Yeah, but uh, he does really good intro. So uh, I'm giving you homework. Start off the podcast, right? Giving you homework. You go get intros from either Bruce Buffer or the guy from Hot Ones. Good. Yeah. Well, mate, there was the <laughs> other day. Uh, the other day I'm listening to that. Um, at the moment, I'm listening to the guy, um, the modern uh, modern something. Anyway, I'll figure it out what it is. But uh, But he's a British guy. And his introductions give me a complex. Usually I just go, oh, well, this is what the episode was and, you know, this is what we're thinking about. He's got this whole thing that he does and just like they're doing it. Like he, he admits as well, like he's doing podcast episodes in like this old tin warehouse in LA just for the aesthetics. And he's like, we are sweating our balls off. Like we can't even, <laughs> like it is so uncomfortable. It's not funny, but. Anyway. That sounds like my normal office. For some reason, the sun only hits the window to the left in the entire house. And so this room is just done every day. Hey, mate, you live in Seattle. Let's just be very grateful soak whenever there is sun. Yeah, soak it yeah, up. Soak, soak it, up. it up, my friend. <laughs> Bit of vitamin D, bring it on. Well, folks, today, what we're going to be talking about, um, Chris, why don't you lead us in with uh, with what we're going to be doing? Yeah, I think today we're just going to focus on marketing as a whole and staying top of mind as a real estate agent to your clients. I think that's one of the biggest things um, that agents are struggling with from what I'm hearing specifically is, right. you know, the most common thing we've always heard is my cousin or my brother or my sister-in-law or someone else bought or sold a house and they didn't use me as their realtor. And so I think how we can position this is that it's our job as a realtor to constantly remind the market of what we do. And it's not their job to remember what we do. And so I think we kind of get that flipped a little bit. 
So, so today we're going to be talking about the external parts of this though, because, you know, when I mean the external parts of this is that the internal element of your business should be reminding people on a daily basis about what you do. And I think it's your primary mistake and it's a poor reflection of yourself if you ever lose business from a family member or somebody close to the family or a cousin or a nephew or a blah, 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 blah. It's because you've never really taken those conversations serious. I had a situation one time that really woke me up to this, Chris, is that is that I, my best mate in school, in high school, his name was Nick Giamana. Um, and I'd spent a great deal amount of time at his mum and dad's place. And, and we would always go over there for family dinner, you know, on a Sunday, they were Romanian. They'd make these, um, it was like this, um, rice and beef thing that was wrapped up in like, um, uh, like a spinach or like something. Anyway, I don't know what they okay. were. I can't remember what they were called. They were amazing. But uh, but Mrs. Giamana is how we, everybody knew her as Mrs. Giamana. And I was in real estate whilst, you know, when early on. And I remember one Sunday she said to me, she goes, Ben, I want you to come and talk to me about the house during the week. And I'm like, oh, well, hey, just when you're ready to sell it, just let me know and I'd be happy to help. And I sort of really just dismissed it. Like it wasn't yeah. really a serious conversation. It was on a Sunday, you know, it was, it was just dismissed in general. Um, next thing we know is that Nick called me and goes, hey, mate, ben, um, mum's going to sell the house with the lady that she knows from the Romanian club. And I'm like, what? Why? And he's like, well, she said she's mentioned it to you and you didn't really seem interested in it. And I'm like, ah, there you go. Like, it, like first thing is that you've got to obviously pay attention to your obviously a sphere of influence, but the immediate sphere is probably one of those things that you need to have the conversation with them and remind them at least once every quarter that, hey, why don't we do a bit of an up-to-date valuation of your property? But what we're talking about today though, Chris, is the more peripheral stuff, aren't we? Yeah, we're talking about more of your, you know, like the outer fringes of your sphere, as well as, you know, people you might just be acquaintances from high school and stuff like that, um, who might end up turning around using someone else that they're better connected to just because they don't see you as the uh, professional that you are. Mm. Um, and I, I think that's one of the biggest parts of real estate that we're missing these days. Right, right. So if we were to look at it, though, is that Let's go through and let's debunk a couple of marketing things because yeah. uh, there's um, we've spoken about it before, but you know there's Pete knows PB who does you know the bus stops and yeah. and all of that stuff who's done a really good job of like saturating that market. Now, granted, um, what do you think that his bus stop bill would be a month? It'd have to be oh yeah, I have no clue. Sixty, uh, seventy, eighty thousand dollars a month, maybe. No, probably not that much, but still. I, I'll be in San Diego in a week from now, and I'll let you know how many billboards and bus benches are still up. And, yeah. and I'm very curious because I haven't been down there in you know probably five years at this point. Um, but when I was there, I lived in PB, and you could not take a bicycle ride without seeing his face somewhere. It was crazy. but unless you're going to do it to that extent, I really don't believe that it has a great effect. Yeah. Well, and, and also you don't need to, and, and this is one of the biggest things too, is realtors and, and just any marketing person, any person who's building a business kind of focuses on views and eyeballs more than they should, in my opinion, um, where we stop doing videos or we stop doing stuff because it, you know, it got 10, 20, 30 likes or sorry, 10, 20, 30 views on a video. Like if I, if I told you, Ben, we're going to produce a video and we're only going to get 10 views, you'd probably look at that as a failure, right? Oh well, 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 mate. I, you know, it's a big hit to the ego when you know a lot of our a lot of our view. Like, so when we have a guest on the podcast, um, yep. you know, one of the things I tell them about is the community of realtors that we've sort of grown over the over a period of time. First of all, there's probably about there's I don't know about fifteen percent of our audience is Australian, which is no use to anybody that's looking for exposure here in North America. And then the next element of that, then we look at is that then we're saying to them, like, we get a significant amount of traffic. I believe from what it previously was, it was a significant amount of traffic on our, on our podcast, but on our YouTube, 
whilst that's growing from a subscriber base, like it's actually a little bit demoralizing when you see several hundreds or thousands and thousands of views on the podcast, but then you see 20 views on YouTube. You're sort of like, what the hell? And yeah. they don't, they typically don't believe you at that point. <laughs> but but that's also the funny thing too, because podcast numbers are, are more hidden. Like you kind of need the analytics to be able to get into it. You can kind of judge it based on, you know, ratings and reviews that are inside of a podcast metric. But e even that, like we have pretty low ratings and reviews, which everybody please like subscribe and, and do everything <laughs> from that standpoint. Um, but we have pretty low uh, ratings when it comes to that and reviews. Um, but the podcast uh, downloads and listens are, are tremendous. And, and that's awesome from a standpoint of the content that's provided here. But when we look at the 10 views on YouTube, it's easy to get disgruntled. But if one of those 10 people shared that to one of the other of the 10 people, and then it created a sale, like that's a win. It, yeah. it doesn't matter at that point how many views we got. If we got one sale per video that we put out there, that's a home run success, right? And yeah, so correct. I think we focus way more on the views in real estate and putting out content that gets all these, you know, it goes viral and, you know, it's a panda in, in a dancing listing video or whatever. All, the, all those things, you know, the flossing videos and all that. We, we think as real estate agents, that needs to be our goal. When in the other realm, if we can provide value to 10, 15, 20, even 100 people who are very closely knit with us, we're going to have way more success than that than the, you know, the 100,000 views of me doing a stupid dance inside of a listing. Like, well, well, I think that there's there's a part of this from a from from an organic perspective of being in front of our clients as often as we possibly can. I'm excited to do this episode that we've got coming up, Chris, with Chad. Um, Chad Whitfeld has been a guest on the podcast. Chris, Chad, and I are going to be jumping on and having basically a meeting where we're sitting in, in front of Chad and Chad wants to actually bring into play a social media strategy to be top of mind to his actual clients that are in his database at the moment and retargeting the people that know him and the know, know the business so that therefore that it's just a little bit more of a passive introduction or a passive approach to them and being in front of them a little bit more. Um, and I think it's going to be really, because um, I don't think the plan is the part that actually is the toughest part in all of this. It's actually the filming of the content and the continuous consistency within all of that, that becomes a struggle. You know, you and I live that struggle every single day from a content perspective, because we've decided that content is the new commodity within a lot of different things. But what would you say to a, like Chad runs a pretty big operation, a pretty big business, you know, they do several million dollars of GCI a year. What would you say to the person that's doing, you know, maybe, you know, I don't know, 10 deals a year, five deals a year, 15 deals a year, Chris, you know, where should they start from an all-rounded plan to ensure that their community knows who they are? Now, obviously there's the calling, obviously there's the, yes. you know, the relationships from that perspective that's going to run a core element of this, but where could you refine their business from making sure that they are top of mind with people? Well, I, I think the first thing's first. Everything should be buttoned up online. So like from your website to your social media profiles and everything like that, I, everybody probably knows this already, but my job pretty much is researching agents every single day is what it feels like, right, Ben? Yeah, uh, yeah, where yeah. I'm trying to figure out which agents we want to talk to and we want to target. And you wouldn't believe how many broken links, broken websites, broken email addresses, everything that's out there, phone numbers that are outdated, like everything that's out there from our standpoint that you can Google online. And that's the same thing buyers and sellers would be going after as well. So buyers and sellers would be you know, researching Ben Brady if they found a video from you or did anything like that. And then they would go um, search your website. And if that's an invalid link or that's a 403 error or anything like that, or it's just not, a, not live anymore because you didn't pay a GoDaddy bill or anything like that, all those things, uh, 
counteract the efforts that you're going to be doing later. And so that's where I would say that's the first step. I would do a complete audit. I would Google myself and I would just go through it. I would see, hey, what is what does it look like when I'm a buyer? Will, would I buy from me or would I sell from me at this standpoint? And then from there, I would say email lists would be where I would jump into next. And I, okay. I would dive pretty deep into email lists from a standpoint because almost every established company, think about every company out there has yep. an email list. Uh, Hilton Rewards, um, Marriott, anything. And anywhere you go, they're then providing you value afterwards inside of an email list. Uh, realtors, I don't think, take enough advantage out of an email list uh, and providing value to those people. Now, I'm not talking about sending emails out with your best spaghetti recipe. I don't care about those. There's only so many spaghetti recipes I can try <laughs> or cookie recipes, chocolate chip cookies. Like this is Anne's best chocolate chip cookie. Yeah, yeah, don't yeah, care. Yeah. Don't care. Yeah, no, no. Um, but providing value and whether it's quarterly, whether it's once a month, um, whether it's even every three months, it doesn't matter about the frequency in my standpoint. Right. It, it matters about... Um, the quality of the content that you're providing. So can you bring on a lender to talk about, you know, low credit scores and how to fix those? Can you send that out to all your potential renters and stuff like that who are struggling with the first time home buying process? Can yep. you send out, um, you know, how to read a home inspection report to all your sellers um, um, and stuff like that. Get little things, how to uh, interpret your home insurance policy and get the most out of it and what you should look for and stuff like that. Little things like that position you as the expert and those could all go inside of your email that goes out once a quarter. And all of a sudden now you're, you're put in front of people once a quarter and you're doing a much better job than sending out spaghetti recipes or spring is here, here's how to water your garden. Like nobody cares about that. So a couple of questions from me, just from some of the stuff you said, let's rewind a little bit and go back to the website and let's go back to when you're Googling yes. people and everything. Google reviews and and all of those different things, are they important to obviously start getting people to capture those? Like what is the best review? Like it's very difficult. We look at it from a company-wide perspective as well from, yep. you know, even the Harcourt's auction perspective where, you know, we're getting great results for a lot of our clients, but still getting them to place a review is so difficult to do so. Um, you've got to obviously make sure that reviews are good. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like like any business, you're not going to go to a restaurant that has two stars. Like yeah. like you're just not going to. And even if your friends are googling you and looking you up, and it's your very close sphere, and they see that you have two stars, they th automatically think, "Hey, man, he might be a great person, but I'm just not going to think of him as a great professional at this standpoint." Um, I think so that's a, a really good point. That's a really yep. good point. You've got it, and we'll talk about that shortly. The crossing crossing of the the friend to advisor perspective, because yep. I've I've even seen this, Chris, is that people don't use their friends because of the bad situation that they put them in financially or or themselves in financially so therefore they won't use a friend to sell their home they use a perfectly good stranger just because they're embarrassed of the situation that has happened but anyway long story short is that the reviews matter <laughs> yeah I, I got a little bit of a quick rant on that i haven't used and i use friends for like clothing and stuff like that that they have brands and i and i enjoy them um there's there's friends who are lawyers and there's friends that all of these things i don't uh -huh. use them for those and but the funny part, the only friend that I've used that's like actually like a friend is a dentist, strangely. Like, which is like, and I feel like that's, that's the most personal thing ever. That's <laughs> like, crazy. But I, but I viewed them literally as, as an expert. Like, and I was like, Hey, like they're an expert. Like, th I think this is a good idea. Like, you know what I mean? Like they, they kind of talk to me about little things and we, we have conversations over beers about, you know, I have a broken oh, yeah. tooth. I have a fake tooth, stuff like that. Like little, little things like that. And they're talking about all these things because they provided that professional expertise in a non-professional setting. I was like a hundred percent, I would choose you like, yeah, and, okay. but I wouldn't choose, you know, a lawyer friend or anything like that. Cause they've never crossed that boundary. They've never crossed that line when it comes into personal to professional. 
Right, and right. I think that's realtors and real estate agents. It's very hard in that standpoint. And we have to flirt that line all the time. That's our personal, our business almost comes from our personal life when it comes to right. real estate. Um, and so you're constantly flirting that line without trying to come off as a salesperson. Nobody wants to refer a salesperson um, to their other friends. They want to refer a friend to their friend. Like, well, and, and, so- yeah, and maybe, but like, and maybe, maybe this is a subtle way of doing it as well is that by including them onto your email lists and, and everything along those lines is sending them the professional elements that way versus having that professional context conversation in, in a, in a, friend environment i think could be relatively awkward sometimes like to say that hey i can help you or whatever it may be is that this could be a subtle way of reminding them that you're in the business and impressing them in some way shape or form because like i know some of the worst present listing presentations that i've ever been on is where you know it's the stepson or it's the cousin or it's the whatever it is to that person and it's like i'm walking into a very expensive property here and uh, like with all due respect i could be you houdini but I'm not going to be able to get this listing because of the preconceived perception of you that they already have. Well, and it also causes a a terrible listing experience as well. So like there, there's so many times where, you know, you have, uh, we like uh, the team that I've been on, they've, there's been agents who have co-listed with, you know, the stepson as their first deal or something Mm -hmm. like that. And, and it's just a terrible listing experience because the stepson doesn't feel like they, they feel entitled in a sense. They don't feel like they have to work for that business or get a successful result because they already have the relationship. And then, and the other people think that they're going to do above and beyond um, all these things and, and they don't end up doing it. And so it just becomes this toxic relationship that oftentimes yeah. you don't want to get a part of anyways. Like yeah. I would almost like personally, if my brother or my you know cousin was a real estate agent, it would take a lot of work for them for me to trust them because we've always kind of learned the mantra of like, you know, don't. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it the bad way, but don't like shit where you eat. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, like, you, know, well, you don't want to be someone said it personal. Someone said it to me the other, someone said it to me the other day. We get to see behind the curtain. Yes. yes. Do you know what I mean? It's behind the yeah. curtain. You get to see that like, like that's one of the things that I love about on this podcast and, and what we do is that we bring some very, very good professionals in that do incredible business, but to humanize them, is one of the best things that you can do when they're when they're these godlike figures, you know, like the Bob Wolfs of the world and whatever it may be, doing millions and millions of dollars of production. But then, you know, I know Bob intimately, probably better than anybody else from the externals, you know, and Bob is a regular individual with his own issues, the same issues that everyone else goes through. Yep. He just has been so consistent for so long. But I guess that coming back to this is that making sure that everything is buttoned up, mate, was where we sort of were going is the website. We need to consider our reviews. We need to then also look at getting the email captured and providing people with ample, with good information. If you don't, not a creative person, chat GPT slash Harcourt's AI, Harcourt's auctions AI tool. Instant That one, whatever it is, Chris will put a link in the below. But I think that, I think that the, the the nature of all of this is making sure that every platform doesn't need to be like unbelievable, but every platform no. needs to make sure that it's buttoned up enough so that therefore when people Google you is that they know that you are a professional individual in the mix of it. Like I think that that, that, One, that Google audit is important. 100%. And, and I want to stress this enough, like Ben's a, Ben's a foodie. I like food. Oh. Like, like we, we go to restaurants all the time. How, how annoying is it when you can't find the menu of a restaurant online? So but, I'm not that. I'm not that. I'm not that. Okay. So let me let you me like talk. To go like, and, you like perfect. to go and be surprised because you no, want to no, like no, 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 chef and no, 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 no. I don't like a surprise either. <laughs> but but I like like I am so pissed off 
when I look for a restaurant and, and recently, you know, Clistra and I have been spending a fair bit of time on this. This is like sort of our, our new hobby is like the whole food situation. Right. And by the yep. way, in Orange County and yeah, Orange County and Southern California, it sucks. Um, but, but uh, the, no, don't lump, don't lump that into there. Cause San Diego's in Southern California, one of the best food capitals of the world. Oh uh, yeah. San Diego, you know, you need to get out and live a little bit, Chris. Okay. Okay. But, I but me, anyway. I live. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Great for a taco, but not for a, for a good meal. Uh, is, right? that, okay. is that not food? Is Mex- no, no. Mexican cuisine, not a food. Or are you taking not a Mexican, bowl? Me- right I, like, I, like, I like Mexican cuisine, but like I'm talking Diego, about, like, the, I'm trying not to come across as a bougie, pr- bougie prick. I love a good tasting menu. I love to go, <laughs> like wine pairing like that's what i'm talking about and and we recently went on a trip to new york and and one of my jobs my job for that trip is to is to literally research the shit out of restaurants and we've got a limited amount of time and i believe a bad meal is like just it's like a bad experience and a bad meal it ruins it just ruins a day right so everything so i'm i not only look yelp I then look on this Belly app, B-E-L-I, right? Okay, which is like foodie people. And then I look at also their Instagram. And there's a couple of things that really bother me when it comes down to a review. And hopefully you guys can draw parallels to this windy real estate business. But Chris and I are down a little bit of a rabbit hole right now. But reviews, okay, is that I hate it when they don't put pictures of their food okay on their instagram exactly okay exactly and then and i like i believe that the aesthetics of a restaurant is an important part of the feeling of it all and it pisses me off when people don't put photos of their restaurant right it really bothers me i'm like well what is it a shithole i don't want to go to a shithole yeah i mean sometimes you do sometimes you don't sometimes you want to go to a hole in the wall and everything like that but no no no, yeah but if i'm looking for a hole in the wall like I, I, i go with that yeah but, but that's the exact scenario that I'm talking about is if you go to a website for a restaurant and you don't see pictures of the food, you don't see the menu, you don't see the ambiance, like you don't see the aesthetic. And a lot of times the website will double that aesthetic that you're going to get locally, yep. like like yep. inside the building. Um, so if you're not getting the same thing as a real estate agent, if you're not putting you know your testimonials on your website, if you're not talking about who your skills and your traits and everything like that, people don't care that you're licensed. And, that, and that's the end of the day. Like I'm a licensed real Okay, so are thousands of other people in the no, in the local area. Yeah. Um, what what sets you apart? What's different? What is your skill sets? How are you going to help me? Who have you served in the past? Like a lot of those things should be on your website, and if not on your website, they also should be on your social media profiles a hundred percent. And so it should I be clear to go go right after your social and get a clear picture of who you are, what you like to do, and who do you serve, and what skills and traits do you help those people with. Um, right. And so I think that's the problem, and it's I would quit at the same thing of hotel industries, right? If I go to a hotel and I look up a hotel online, and I can't find a picture of the room. Like yeah. I'm not staying there. Like yeah. there's just yeah. no way I'm staying there. So, but then all of a sudden as real estate agents, we think that pictures of the two listings that we have right now, tell a story of, of who we are. And that's not the case at all. There, there should well, be a clear breakdown of exactly who you serve and with what skills. Tell me, tell me if I'm wrong on this though. Like again, I'm bringing it back to the hotel restaurant industry, which are all service-based industries, just like we are. So, 100%. first things first is that is that with the with the hotel side of things, okay. Um, I know that if I go to the website and I'm looking at a hotel that I've never stayed at before, I will go to social media and I'll look at their social media as well. And if they don't have a good social media account, I'm like, no, that business is not buttoned up. No, thanks. Right. Because, you know, and then it's the same with the restaurant. I look at the restaurant and again, it might have a a decent amount of reviews, but if it doesn't have a good social media element, I'm like, "Eh, it's not really, they're not really taking advantage of that. Um, And 
you know, it feels like there's a missing link and it shouldn't because it could still be an incredible restaurant, incredible hotel, whatever it is, but there feels like something is missing at all times when it doesn't all marry up. When you're judging it from a complete outsider perspective and you haven't had the one-on-one in-person experience of going to the restaurant, like if the, like I, I have a go-to restaurant, we have a go-to tavern that's right down the road. I yep. guarantee their Instagram is terrible. Like right, they, right, they probably right. post a couple things once a year or something like that of the, the view on the water and everything like that. But I've taken people there and they're like, this is the best place ever. The service is fantastic, everything like that. And, and the reason why is because you got that human element. You got the local experience. Now, the hard part is to for your fringes of your sphere and the people who are completely outside of your sphere, they don't get that local experience. They don't get mm. people referring into you or anything like that. So you have to make sure it's buttoned up for those people um, just as much as then it, it does appreciate, uh, does help the people who are in close to your sphere because then they're like, wow, this guy is actually a professional or this woman's actually professional at that standpoint. Um, so I think that's that's the easy way to get well, through that personal professional barrier that you're talking about. Do you know about. what? I think that there's a disconnect in the parallels we're trying to draw as well is that a yep. restaurant has a capacity limit. Yes. Um, yes. A hotel has a capacity yep. limit, right? Yep. Don't get me wrong. You can then expand. We don't. We Like again, yep. our business is as big as we want it to ultimately be. So it's therefore, it's even means that we need to be even more buttoned up from that perspective. But it leads all back down to like, I think Chris, what we do at Harcourt's Auctions is you know, we have a different process and everybody's constantly looking for proof of concept. So the largest amount of effort goes into the marketing element of our recent successes and our, 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 you know, our reviews and our, our properties that we've sold. They need to see that you are out there in the marketplace doing certain things and selling like properties, which gives proof of concept that you are who you are. And that needs to be in your marketing, whether it is on your website, whether it is on your social media, whether it is an email out to the people that are out there. I want to bring this back to- Hold on, hold on. But but on that standpoint, uh, the- we, we do talk about our recent successes and we talk about our current listings and everything like that. That's all great, right? Like that is that is 100% a part of our marketing and it is working and it is a good thing for us to do. But at the same time, we're also creating content like this. We're creating content that is completely not selling auction or pushing auction down anybody's throat. Yeah. And it's completely to our target demographic where our target demographic for anybody who, who knows of auction um, is agents and homeowners. And it's primarily right. the, the agents because that's our gatekeeper right now. And so that's Absolutely. who we're trying to educate and that's who we're trying to uh, give value to so that when it comes time to use an auction, they look at us as the expert and they come to us and they, you know, they come to Ben Brady, they come to harcourtsauctions.com and they look into that standpoint. A lot of it's coming from this podcast. It's coming from clips from this podcast, coming from sound bites and everything like that. A lot of the traffic that's happening right now is because of little things like that. And we're providing value into the industry that has nothing to do with sailing. It has nothing to do with anything that we do from a services standpoint. We're just providing value to the industry and trying to make the industry better. Uh, and because of that, people then look at us as the expert when it comes time to market, sell, or you know, list an auction from that standpoint. Yep. So there, there's a different. I say there's a bunch of different um, categories of what your marketing can do. It can 100% be on the hey, here's our success. Here's me, me, me. And then on the other side, it's here's education and here's inspiration and here's value at that standpoint. Standpoint, and what what can you put into your business to give that standpoint? So you know, can you can you provide um, you know um, a list of vendors or anything like that to provide them value? Can you start a podcast like this and you do it once a month or something? Uh, and it's a webinar series where you bring in people for first time home buyers. Like um, little things like that start to help your business, and you're just trying to provide value out there. And again, you're not trying to be the salesperson. You're not pushing down a sales message every single time. What you're doing is you're providing value and expertise. So then when it's time to come use you, 
they they uh, they look at you as an expert at that standpoint. I think the industry as a whole has gotten really. Um, in the past, it was very protected of ideas and mm-hmm. um, and content and everything like that. And we tried to look at stuff as like they had to come to us and you know get a free consultation and everything like that. The more value you can provide out there, like yeah. you know how to interpret this disclosure, um, like little things like that, you know, like that stuff that they're eventually going to hire you for. But if you provide that information out ahead of time, make them feel educated and uh, knowledgeable about the topic, then when it's time to list, they're going to come to you because they look at you as the expert. But also where I'm thinking a lot of people are failing on their content journey, Chris, at the moment is that a lot of people are just talking about their individual market. So let's say that I'm in Seattle and I can help you in Seattle, okay, is that I'm only talking about Seattle. I think that's crap. I think you need to talk about the entire real estate marketplace. Do you know one of the most viewed real estate videos out there at the moment? It's actually a guy who goes through all the marketplaces in North America that have seen double digit, um, you know, uh, uh, decline, I was going to say, what's the opposite to up <laughs> is decline. Okay. Is, and, and that is the most, most viewed real estate video in the last month, the real deal just yep. did a story on it. And it's amazing how that person has been referred so much business all around the country as well. Like you've got to start looking outside of your individual area and outside of your marketplace and give more news. If you're struggling for content, give more because you can refer things out. You can obviously, um, you know, make different revenue streams from different things out there as well but i wanted to come back to this chris about like you know those automated services that people can have like real scout is one that we're very familiar with you know like (laughs) it's in our business i like the idea of plug and play however we've got to be conscious of the fact that don't we have to be conscious of the fact it's a question don't we have to be conscious yeah like the plug and play element is just it's tough like because you just you think that you can just leave it and you're not giving too much attention to it like it's yeah I've always been the, probably the biggest hater in the industry of set it and forget it type marketing activities. Um, I, I just don't see that it has ever been valuable, in my opinion. And people, you know, real scout can come on here and they can they can argue that and everything like that, and they can show me some statistics and, and it'll be great. But from my standpoint, the marketing needs to be about the services that you're offering and the uniqueness of your business. And when you use a plug and play system um, that are out there, for, and there are some good ones and there are some bad ones. And when you use some of the bad ones or even mediocre to bad. Uh, you're basically doing the same thing that every other real estate agent is doing. And it's so easy to find that content and see, oh, well, they just posted about spring is here. And then this person also posted about spring is here. Same hashtag, same content, same copyright, all that stuff. And I'm just like, that's just regurgitating yeah. crap to me. And and I think the most value you're going to give out there is stuff that is relatable to you, your business, your industry, um, your knowledge that is out there. Because the worst thing that can, in my opinion, that could ever happen is I post one of these like, you know, market tips that's automated out there. And then I'm at a grocery store and someone saw that and they say, hey, I saw your update about the market. And, you know, can you tell me more about, you know, the interest rate hike or whatever that's coming? And all of a sudden I'm like lost in the shuffle and I look like a complete idiot because I didn't read my own marketing tip and, and stuff like that. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, but that's where I think where, you get a lot of those recipe guides and stuff like that as yeah. well that come out. And it's terrible. <laughs> but where I think it has a place though, yes. where I think it has a place is that if a buyer is in the moment and they're looking to actively buy, I think that's good to keep them up to date every day with those automated emails on what properties are coming on and off the market. I think that's good to be top of mind. But then also I don't, mind it from a <laughs> quarterly perspective see look he look he doesn't like this yeah i'm, I'm cringing my seat i just, don't know if you see wait, this I'm like just wait you get a chance no, for a shortly <laughs> okay is that 
once a quarter, though, the, the reports that go out about their individual property, even if they're not looking at selling, giving them an idea of what's selling in the market and everything like that, that stuff that I know that it's like a lot of people want to, want to. what did you say before I liked it? The whole um, set it and forget it. Set it and forget right? it, yeah. yeah see it. I don't mind that. I don't mind that as long yeah. as you're re-looking to see whether or not they're engaging in it. Yeah, well, but also if you're using set it and forget it for just mark market statistics out there, that's fine. Like if, if you're just here's you know the hundred homes or whatever that sold in the last quarter, like and stuff like that. You're 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 putting out the stuff that's you know actual market statistics that you just don't want to put together. That's perfectly fine because we all get those reports, right? We get those reports either from our broker or we get them from you know the MLS that we're part of or anything like that. And you're just repurposing that, rebranding that. That's perfectly fine. I, I think mm-hmm. that's fine. I think it's when you don't supplement that and, and you don't supplement it with stuff that's personal to you and you know your likes and your interests and stuff like that that people find relatable so that they look at you as a friend online. People want yeah. to look at you as both an expert but also a friendly person who then they can relate to at that point. And that's where the majority of your business is going to come from is when you do stuff like that. So that's where I think it's just hard to get that out of, out of a set it and forget it marketing plan. It's when you when you automate that, you look like a robot, and I think people start treating you like a robot, and they just start trashing every single one of your emails or your social media posts, and they just don't care anymore. So yeah, I, yeah, the automated social posts, I, I think, are just awful. I just I can't stand that everything looks the same. It's like yeah, no, it doesn't doesn't work that way. Well, mate, I think I also that, think I, I think one yeah. one thing too. I I think it's so easy if you sat down in your business at the beginning of the year and you wanted to really do kind of like a repeat and referral content strategy and plan, you could create a campaign that while it might be set it and forget it in the back end, it's still personal to you on the long term. Like, and so you could create this plan that's out there where, you know, someone comes into your business and your CRM and now they get put on a drip um, based on X criteria. And what I mean by that is someone, you know, just purchased their first home. And so now all of a sudden in month one, they get, um, you know, here's the things to look at uh, in the winter or whatever for your home maintenance. And then, you know, month three, they get this and month six, they get this month two or, you know, month 24. Uh, have you looked at the interest rates lately? Um, you know, maybe it's time to refinance. Little things like that, like start to be your kind of touch points over time. Uh, instead of having this just regurgitated stuff that's out there, and now all of a sudden you're talking about you know the price increase of their home year on year, and you're you're sending them value from that standpoint, so it's knowledge that they have again, so that they use you again. I think we talk yeah. about what is it like seventeen percent of people use the same realtor more than once. Like, yeah, like, correct. Like, yeah, it's like a terrible statistic, right? And so if you focused even on that, like you would win. You would win 100% of the time because now you're one of the few agents who actually focuses on repeat and referral clients. And that's any big business that's out there, that's their number one goal. Like if you look at any e-com business, e-commerce business or anything like that, their number one goal is to have repeat and referral. We talked about hotels. Well, isn't we it? talked about it's restaurants. A, it's that's ARR, annual repeat revenue. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Or it's customer lifetime value. However you want to equate it is customer lifetime value from that standpoint of how many, how much business is Ben Brady going to give me over the lifetime of his life like yeah and, and that's, so yeah, yeah that, that, which is that's great yeah and so if, if you can start creating content that's around that and start providing touch points from that standpoint you're, you're gonna win at that point so i would yeah. say have a campaign set it out and maybe it's you know it's a 2023 goal it's a 2024 goal maybe it's something that you put in the future and you kind of break down the entire 
uh, campaign and what it would look like, and then how do you deliver it at that point? So do you deliver via email? You deliver through text messages? What do you do at that point? And that, that part's the easy part. I would say the content strategy is the hard part, but I would always make it personal to what exactly brought them into your CRM. So was it first time home buyer? Was it you know low credit? Like what brought them in? And then how can you graduate them to the next step in your CRM? Well, all useful information, but at the same time, guys, it might be, you know, falling on deaf ears, but you guys need to decide, <laughs> determine whether or not it's uh, good, bad or indifferent. Chris and I like it, but, uh, yep. but I guess that, I guess that giving you an understanding guys of how to stay top of mind without being too intrusive, but also trying to break that friend barrier. It sounds like we're giving dating advice, mate. So we're going <laughs> to get, we're going to stop it there. Uh, anything else to add, Chris? Uh, send us your best restaurants in SoCal. So Ben can stop. No, 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 no. SoCal restaurants. Sorry, let me, let me just give you a couple. Let me just give you a couple. From comment the down below. No, no. They comment down below. Tell us knife exactly plate. the best restaurants. Knife plate. One of my favorites. Okay. In, knife it's plate. in knife plate. Okay. Wouldn't be your scene. I don't think you'd like it. And then, uh, <laughs> Matu in LA, um, M-A-T-U. It's like this steak tasting restaurant. Really cool. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a few. If, cool. if I, you go to, to any restaurant on Ben Brady's list, expect to have a heavy bill so please take a client there so then you can write it off or something <laughs> no, no no so here i gotta i gotta close out with this story um we've got mitch mitch in town mitch is in town um and then chad and laura calistra and i and we go to this restaurant in la and have you seen that have you seen that show um i think it's i can't remember what it's called but it's like that one where where the where the um it's a movie where the chef ends up killing everybody Okay. Have you heard of no. it? Oh, no. oh man, this was the exact same restaurant. So the guy, like, he claps at at the beginning of every course, and like, he, you've got to pay attention. And then he ends up killing. It's like this whole weird. Oh, it was like of, a murder mystery. You yeah, went to like murder a murder mystery. mystery. Yeah, yeah, it's a murder oh, mystery. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But 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 the restaurant was like that. This was the show. The restaurant was like that. It was the weirdest experience of my life. It was so weird, like to the point that. When I made a comment, I'm like, oh, is that like a, like I'm, we're eating it. And I'm like, oh, is that like a, I don't know. I can't remember. I said like, is that like, um, like charred pineapple? He's like, looked at me. He's like, no, like so disgusted. <laughs> I'm like, screw if, you, dude. Like I'm paying the bill. <laughs> so if you want, if you want the hell's kitchen experience, you go to Ben Brady's recommendations for restaurants. If you want like the diners, drive-ins and dives, like Guy Fieri. You I can see you, you being guy. You are guy. That's good. I would, I would, <laughs> man versus food or guy fear. That, that's my jam. And his is more like Gordon Ramsay in Hell's Kitchen, it sounds like. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay in Hell's Kitchen. No, 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 man. I'd like to I'd like to think that I'm a little bit more Bobby Flay orientated. Bobby, Bobby's, Bobby's amazing. It sounds like your chef literally yelled at you. So, yeah. But we're getting off topic. <laughs> Appreciate it, everybody. Comment down your best restaurants. Uh, help us with the algorithms. It would be awesome. <laughs> Bye. So about 75% of our audience hasn't liked, followed, or subscribed to our podcast. It would mean the world to us, and it would help this podcast more than you know to expand our reach if you were to like, follow, or subscribe on any of the platforms that you're watching or listening on. Thanks again.